0: You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappoff.
1: All right, now we're here, and everyone can actually hear what we have to say so that's good everything that we just did dress rehearsal so now it's time to go so yeah we're um, we're just practicing yeah we're just warming up but yeah sorry about that technical difficulties here that uh wasn't allowing the stream to get the audio so a little little switch and uh, we have that adjusted now so we're here to talk about it Uh, episode 5-8 of the Bulldog Hour where we are going to recap the win over Central Dolphin, and preview the game against Mifflin. We've got highlights, we got everything coming at you, and uh, we're excited to talk about what was an impressive opening victory for the Bulldogs. Yeah, it
0: should be a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun on Friday night. Um, we always talk about it. It's a lot of fun when we're able to do interviews after the game, um, and we got some interviews on Friday, so I'm sure yes. you know we'll have some of that later in the show, but... Yeah, it was a great way to get off to a fast start. And uh, Coach Thomas mentioned that in his interview that we played a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, dealing with fast starts, not just in games, but for the season, and that kind of goes hand in hand. And uh, that was something that that came up on Friday night, and it was it was good to see, and it was a lot of fun. So, what well, we had
1: just gotten done talking about, when I realized that hey, no audio is going out to anyone. People can see us, but you can't hear us. We were just they might uh, like it that <laughs> We were just kind of laughing about how people are starting to recognize us which is funny um, because people have known that we've done this show for a while but it just really started to take off this year where we're getting a decent amount of live views and a lot of, of views after the fact and 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 downloads of the, of the podcast i just had someone say this week that they appreciate us doing the podcast without the video because they can people can listen to it you know while they're at work or while they're driving to nice. work things like that so yeah so that's fun but i mean this show isn't the only thing that we're recognized about it's the only thing that i get recognized for but there's other things that that justin gets recognized (laughs) for so uh you know i think it's just we couldn't have done this (laughs) it it was
0: sounding great but i could have used a little more cowbell (laughs) so let's take it again and gene yeah really explore the studio space this time (laughs) you got it bruce i i mean Really explore the space. I-, I like what I'm hearing. Roll it.
2: One, two, three, four.
1: I'm sorry, stop, 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 stop. Bruce, can you
0: come back in here, please? <laughs> fellas! Now, we've just wasted two good tracks. This last one was even better than the first. Well, it's just that I find Gene's cowbell playing a little distracting. I, I don't know, if I'm the only one, I'll shut up. Nah, it was pretty rough. I mean, I, I could pull back a little if you like. Not too much, though. I'm telling you, fellas. You're gonna want that cowbell on the track. You know what? Uh, It's fine, let's just do the thing. Okay, roll it.
1: One, two, three, four. All right, so that, that's like a four-minute video, and we won't play the whole thing. Hopefully, that was working correctly. Yeah, we're not still know. having issues. I don't but even know
0: who that was. You yeah. have
1: no idea who that know. was, huh? No. 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 Uh, I'm sure a lot of you have seen that skit from Saturday Night Live. It's one of the most popular, at least from the last, what, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, incredible, incredible cowbell skit. And, uh, you know, someone had to uh, assume the Will Ferrell role, and it's a good thing that, you know... That we know that someone did that that. that that fits into that uh, you just seamlessly st-
0: stepped into Listen, that. This so. is this is how things work. When when Mister Keener asks you to do something, you just can't say no. And then um, our a buddy of ours, Adam, jokes about the part there where just kind of hitting the cowbell in Andrew's face. Um, he's like, "That's not you acting." like adam was saying he's like he's like the other part was acting that was not you acting so um <laughs> no that but was... yeah that, and it's true we joke about it but people did bring it up at the game multiple times to me yeah and all weekend <laughs> and at church today and <laughs> well it's not going away anytime soon no so. no and someone actually brought that up to me like immediately after like you realize people are gonna see that. I was like, yeah, I kind of gave that some thought before, like, but um, yeah, so be it. Yeah, it good was fun. Stuff. It was a lot good of fun. Stuff. Yeah, so, it was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, we're here to
1: talk about the football game, so let's uh, let's get to that and pull up uh, some statistics, some highlights, and, and and all that good stuff that we were given <laughs> as a result of the victory Friday evening at Gursky. Wilson welcomed the Central Dolphin Rams. And I'm now forgetting what I have and haven't said in the intro, so I'll That's just right. go back and say that Wilson hadn't beaten Central Dolphins since yeah. 2014. We beat them twice that year, uh, regular season week three, and then in the district that. championship I game. We beat them
0: twice that year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, was that we had the, the first beat... years
0: we played them non-league? It was the first year okay, we played I was them. Say it had to be League. close yeah. to it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, we were able to to win both times. Uh, the the first one was at Central Dolphin okay. and they were mad because a double pass touchdown got called back for being an illegal forward pass oh, near, right that. near I the remember. end of the game uh we ended up See, winning like like 16-14 or something like. yeah. I, I feel like it was close it yeah. was within you know just a few points and then um we we I mean we didn't I don't want to say we dominated in the district championship game but we Took it from the beginning yeah. to the end, much like this game, but more comfortable than the game we're about to talk about. Yes, and then we lost by a point in 2015. Um, hung in there, but got outplayed in both 2016, 2017, and 2016, in 2018. The year
0: the ball bounced off, like the ball bounced off the ground, like an incomplete yes, pass. Yes, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was that was not fun.
1: Um, and then we had uh, in 2018, last year when we were at Central Dolphin, is when they had that. They called the Elijah Morales kickoff return touchdown back because of either oh, like a hold or a block in the back that was like that. thirty yards behind where he was yeah, at the time. I forgot about that. Yeah, so all great stuff, all great memories, <laughs> all good memories, yeah. all good memories for sure. Uh, but a lot, a lot better memories from Friday night. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. So uh, Wilson won twenty-one to thirteen. And uh, it was youth night. Great, great time was had by, by all, all. That was always. a good crowd there on was, Friday night. Yeah, well, actually, beautiful night. oh no, you were up in the boxes. Like, were you standing there with me? No, you weren't. You were filming. Uh, I was standing there with um, I think both Justin Burke and Corey Greth, guys that we coach at, at West, were standing next to me. And it was during the second half when, within a few plays of the. Uh, the ref ruining the 42nd clock transmission device. Oh
0: gosh.
1: Uh, And there were a bunch of delays trying to get that fixed and whatnot. And I think it was after central dolphin had maybe kicked their second field goal. Maybe, maybe it was after they scored a touchdown. I don't recall because they were about to kick off right to left. If you're with your back to the press box and you know, they're waiting, waiting people are talking like the central dolphin players literally turned us and were like, do you guys know what's going on? Like, why are we waiting? (laughs) Decided so to tell them, and and then the kid turned to me. He's like, "Do you guys usually have a crowd like this?" But I couldn't tell if he thought it was small or right. if he thought it was large. I was like, "This is pretty. This is a pretty good crowd." I was like, "Usually, the only bigger one is going to be Mifflin," and I was right. like, "We have to go there next week." And I was like, "Oh, okay." But I, I was. It was like, "Is it? Is this a large crowd to you? Is this right. a small crowd <laughs> right. to you?" I I couldn't really couldn't really gather that. But um, it, you know, it was a it was a. There. These are always. Good games because they're between two great programs, two tough teams. But this one was fun because we got the win and we got to see some exciting plays, which we're going to get to uh, just shortly. But um, statistic-wise, you know, Wilson really, without blowing them away on the
0: scoreboard, Wilson was in control of this game. Right. I honestly think there were like, in my mind, so not looking at the specific plays, but in my mind, there were two plays where... That kind of even skews the statistics towards. It helps pad Central Dolphin stats a little bit. Yeah, in in regard, two huge plays. There were were two huge plays. Like I don't, hundred and thirty yards, I think between them. Right. I I don't mean to take them away. Like they made great plays, but you know, you take those two plays away, literally half their offense on those two plays. Right. The stats would be down a lot. So like, you know, I saw the stat. Um, that they threw for what did I guess 243 yards Mm -hmm. against it. But like like you just said, 130 of them were on two plays. 130 of them were on two plays. And they had a couple others that that added to that. So they had some chunk plays there, but like what stuck out to me was the rushing. Right? Like and I saw this a a number of times. The roles were reversed
1: from the last three. Three years, I'd say. Because yeah. 2015 was, was just a really hard-fought game. Yeah. 16, 17, 18, we got beat up and dominated in the trenches, yeah. and they were able to pound the rock throughout the course of the game, and when they needed to get conversions, they were getting it. Right. But the roles were completely flipped Friday night.
0: Right. No, absolutely. And and we knew, we we said last week in our preview, I like, said that was something we were going to need to be able to do, is like be solid in the trenches, and we were... More than solid in the trenches, we we were we did really well. So um, those, it's a lot of fun when you have when you know this is what we're going to need to do, and you're able to go out and do it. Right, and Wilson doubled up
1: Central Dolphin at first downs. Wilson gained eighteen to Central Dolphin's nine rushing yards, 183 rushing yards on 49 carries to just 49 for Central Dolphin on 23 carries. So they were barely getting. Over two yards of carry, right. which is phenomenal against a team whose bread and butter is the running game. Oh yeah, uh, we talked about passing yards. Wilson only ended up with eighty-two, but they didn't need it in the end. They didn't have to pick up big chunks of yards, and when they needed to convert through
0: the air, they were able to they, do so. Yeah, they they were able to get some uh, passes, you know, at, at key times, um, and and that's something that we knew again that that's going to need to come along, but um, it was it was effective and efficient. Um, which is all you can really ask for. Absolutely. And uh, I know you mentioned this
1: uh, might have been pre-show or could have been our false start part, yeah. but Central Dolphin o for what, 10 on third down? Was it over 10? According to – Yes, over
0: 10. A, right. I was going to say, according to the guy from Central Dolphin, Eric Thomas, he had he had it listed at o for 10 on third downs. When he said that, I was like, no way. And then when I thought about it, I was like, they they gained lots of yards on first down or second down. You know, but we really, 0 for 10 on third down is unbelievable against a team like Central Dolphin. Mm -hmm. That is, that's unheard of. Um, And, you know, that, that, that tells, that tells a big story right there. Right.
1: One of the big things though for Wilson was the third phase of the game that sometimes gets overlooked and that and, was special teams. And that was huge. It was huge. And 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 we'll get to the big
0: splashy play, which was literally happened at the first 90 seconds of the game. Right. But honestly, in almost all phases of special teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and again, it's not like Central Dolphin is a slouch tonight. They were booming field goals. Yeah. You know, like they could kick field goals. Um, you know, they did really well in that regard. So it's not like they have no ability there. Um, but Wilson didn't kick a field goal, but we didn't we didn't attempt one. Right. But other than that, we like kick off, kick return. Punt, Especially kick return. Punt and punt return. Yep. Because all were tilted in our favor.
1: And it was the punt aspect, but not so much the I mean, there was the one punt that was downed at right. the what the the one or whatever the one? it was. Yeah. But the two punting situations that ended up getting key first downs on fourth down. Oh yeah. That, that too. Um, one sealed the game. Like right at right. the end. That and was And the other it. one
0: led to a touchdown. I right. Think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like. So amazing for that to all work out. And uh, you're, as you'll hear one of our interviewees say that uh, who's in charge of Wilson's special teams? Coach Doms. Coach Doms. So it's, it's like he knows a thing or two about, about football. Yeah. So. But yeah, a great all around team performance. I mean, really everything that people maybe thought was just, you know, coach speak, player speak, you know, one week at a time, this is what we got to do. We got to win in the trenches, you know, things like that. It was completely true. We got to we got to take, you know, we got to be serious about all three phases of the game. We got to win in the trenches. And that's what happened. And and that wasn't more evident than in the fourth quarter, with the game on the line, they went from giving up a huge pass play, stopping them on downs at the goal line phew. to get the ball back, then traveling the le- well all but the length of the field and in
0: running, and running over
1: nine point. minutes and converting on fourth down to get to the part where you could actually kneel to end the game. Right, it was un- unbelievable. It was th- that was one of the most fun fourth quarters I've had in a long time. Yeah. That was one of
0: the most fun non-scoring drives. Yeah, right. It didn't end in points. I mean, it ended in a victory, so that's even better. The one that comes to mind, and it was kind of, it wasn't that style at all. But the the, a big one we had last year was at Mannheim Township when we were able to convert um, that long pass to I think um, Elijah um, and get the long first down and kind of flip the field before we had to give the ball back. Oh, that was to to Isaiah. Oh, Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, but yeah, all around, I uh, mean, you know, a great game by the defense, especially if you take away those two huge plays. Yeah, and and we'll see those. We got highlights right. for, and, to show you. And yeah. the
0: first one, like you know, it we was, were really it, close to making the play. He plays. threaded it, the needle. Like, you right, will see. It, I
1: grabbed the end zone camera view because I was like, that was close to being tipped or intercepted, and right. it's very close. Right. So it's it hats wasn't, off to him. What a like, game he oh,
0: had. And he's a sophomore. Yeah, he's a sophomore. He, he looked really good, and we were told he will be compo- composed, and he will, you know, he's go- he's the real deal there. And I I would certainly agree with that. He right. he uh, he did his part to help shoulder the load for Central Dolphin on Friday.
1: But they, they set the tone defensively early that they weren't going to get pushed around. This is a Rams team that was returning, I believe, three starters in the offensive line. Two of them were going Division I, including to Air Force. Uh, they were bigger in height and weight. Uh, but, you know, the Wilson team was as strong, if not stronger. Right. and. What we saw in the fourth quarter, they were better conditioned and had better endurance, and yeah. that's
0: what really mattered. Well, And remember, before the game, it was interesting. I hadn't, I didn't know this. I, d- I didn't look into this beforehand. But um, last year, it sounded like when we were talking to um, Eric, it, was, it sounded like Central Dolphin guys pretty much went all, all a lot of their guys in the trenches went one only yeah. on one side of the ball last yeah. year, and he he didn't think that but other was than spot duty that was going to be the case as much this year. Um, So it, it was just interesting. Like, I didn't know that. Um, but, and and again, I don't know the specifics here, but that could be a factor in, in playing into that fourth quarter. Absolutely. Also, when you look at, you know, the it starts to add up. When you have all those first downs and you have the ball for long periods of time and you're out there for a while, you just start to wear down a little bit. Defensively
1: speaking, uh, Troy Corson led the way with eight and a half total tackles, seven of them solo. He also had three pass breakups. So right there's someone that could be one uh, in the end zone considered a player of the game right there because that's not even counting his offensive. Uh- contributions which includes a touchdown reception uh Mason Leonard wow what a debut for him the the speedy junior who you know he had varsity time last year in mop-up duty but he was counted to play both ways in his first varsity start starting at defensive back with Matt Fry out with the broken jaw he also saw a lot of opportunities in the backfield including on that fourth quarter drive and we'll see a bunch of his rushes coming soon on defense Mason had six total tackles uh then you know you get a, a whole bunch of people with five and four with Coper, AJ Futrick, and Lockhart, who had a sack and a few tackles for losses, and he had one big hit early in the game that helped yeah. set the tone. And uh, obviously, he also contributed out right. of the backfield. So, but before we get into um, the highlights, what you know we talked about it last week on the show on on and with, in the interviews of. Positions that had a lot of depth or positions that maybe needed someone to step up. What did you see Friday night in the first game? Uh, did, were any of those confirmed? Did someone surprise you?
0: Yeah. So a couple things, um, I like, um, I liked what we saw from the offensive line. Obviously we, we talked about that before. I'm sure we'll probably get back to it when we're watching some of the highlights here. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with the defensive line. Now I know there's some overlap there, um, but the way that front played, um, like like we said that to hold um, them to what forty some yards rushing, I think it was forty eight or something yeah, like that. Like that's that's unbelievable. Like I I don't wrap my and I, I think it's safe to say. Well, I I don't know who Central Dolphin plays. The, Every game the rest of the year. I know Harrisburg is going to be tough. Harrisburg they got Berks Catholic next Harrisburg. and Manheim Township the week after. Right. And, 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 well, and, yeah. So, I, but even still, I find it hard to believe they'll only rush for 40-some yards in, yeah. in those games. But you never know. I, I mean, Manheim Township handled their business. They have Harrisburg in their league. And Harrisburg just went down and held Coatesville to seven points. Um I think. I think it was fourteen seven that game or thirteen seven or something like that they won. Oh, I didn't um, really I, did, I had 13. not heard that result. So. Yeah, they they went down to Coatsville and beat them. Again. Yeah. After beat, again, upsetting after Coatsville had the revenge factor from the state semifinals. Wow. That's yeah. that's oh, that's shocking to me. Yeah. Um another just real random note. Southern Columbia won their game like thirty six nothing yesterday. Yeah, down in, in South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. 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 But um but anyway. Um yeah, so I would say defensive line really stood out. Uh, secondary did really well I thought. You know, they did give up a couple big plays, but like you said, it's a little deceiving because some of those were just really good plays. Well, um, the,
1: the first one was uh, he threaded the needle and then because of the defensive alignment, the two people right. that went for the ball right. to deflect it or intercept it, there was no one back there then right. to catch him. And the, the next one was, was just a fluke caught him from Yeah, I know. I yeah, I was <laughs> watching the highlights as I was putting it together. And then the second one was a bad pursuit angle on a short pass. Right. And he just was able to right. take take off. So,
0: like, those are correctable things. Mm-hmm. It's not yep. like, oh, we blew our coverage and they had somebody wide open. Um, that wasn't it. They just they made the play and went their way. Like, that happens in the course of a football game. Um, there were also some big ones where – I saw like where the ball's up in the air, and but like our our corners didn't panic. You know right. what I mean? Like they waited, and when the ball came, they made the play or they made the hit and knocked the ball loose. That's huge. Yep. Like you can't panic and just grab the guy or hit him early or no, just let it trust play out yourself. If you if you've done what you're supposed to do, trust your positioning, trust all those things, and make the play when the ball gets there. You know, like and I number of time our times our guys did that. Um, even if you only do that a handful of times throughout the course of the game, like that, that's just the way it is. Uh, they made some great catches too the other
1: night. They so. did. They did. Uh, offensively speaking, rushing wise, you know, we talked about getting to the 183 total yards, uh, but it was nearly evenly distributed here with Avanti getting 77 on 19 carries, 68 by Mason Leonard on 10 carries, and then 43 by Caleb Brown, the quarterback, on 17 carries. So they rushed the ball. Um, 49 total yards – or, excuse me, 49
0: total times with Jaden Jones, the sophomore, also getting a carry. Uh, yeah, but, like, I think about that. If you're able to give Avanti 19 carries, like – Yeah. Like, when you watch him play defense or, and watch some of these runs, like, man, let him run into you 19 times because, like, yeah, good luck with that. You know, <laughs> like, I, I'm not – Oh, man. Yeah, man. You know it's tough to fathom. It's tough to yeah. fathom. He's he's delivering the hits whether he's running or on defense. Right, like he's delivering the hits. Well, that's what you uh, want. That's no, what... absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And that just helps fuel when they put Mason in there, and he was able to just
1: yeah, man. He he talk looked, about he looked quick. Like Wilson Thunder and Lightning, like yeah. going back to the Giants days of, <laughs> uh, uh, Rondé, or no Rondell Barber, Tiki Barber and Ron Dane. Oh gosh, <laughs> so. Uh, Passing-wise, Caleb Brown had his debut at quarterback. He was 10 of 13 for 82 yards. He had the touchdown uh, pass to Troy Corson, who led the way of all receivers with four catches for 32 yards. Avanti also had two catches for 15. Eli chipped in two for four. And then a couple big ones, uh, Adrian on a fourth down conversion. Adrian Santana picked up 16, and Brady Gibble caught one for 15. Uh, But... Yeah, the return game we talked about it was clicking, and on kickoffs there were a couple great returns, both by Troy and yeah. Mason, to set and, up uh, to on set the up flip drives. Side of that,
0: on our kickoffs, Jack I think put it in the end zone twice, well, at least once if not twice. I think yeah. he did it twice, and then once we had good coverage, you know, like because he kicked it really deep. Yeah, like that's that's exactly what you want to happen. Yep. Like that's a huge turnaround. They couldn't kick it into the end zone, and our guys were turning it out to the forty each time, and we were pinning them inside the 25 each time. I'll take that all yeah. night.
1: So great third phase, great third phase. So we talked about a lot of these plays a little, let's take a look at them and we'll, we'll try to chip in some commentary where we can, but let's take a look at the highlights from Wilson's victory over central dolphin. So obviously the first play, cause it happened near the beginning of the game was Ethan Capitano's punt block scoop and score. And he would not be denied. Great way for the Bulldogs to start. Get on the board seven nothing. Yeah, that was exciting. And now um, we're gonna see. This is you know some time has passed here, and this is Brady Brady Gibbles. Uh, one reception. Uh, it was a little controversial. We couldn't exactly tell uh, if he had held onto the ball through the catch. It bounced up at the end. It was caused by the ground. But again, if you're talking NFL rules, I don't know if that one stands. So, of course, Central Dolphin wasn't, uh, wasn't happy about that. Um, there were a couple miscues um, early in the game by, uh, by quarterbacks and running backs and, and some fumbles. And, you know, beginning of the season, new starters. Got to work that out. Uh, I would say, you know, I want to say, well, against a better team. Well, Central's offense is a darn good team. Yeah. Honestly,
0: that's one of the things Caleb mentioned. Caleb mentioned, you know, he still was, you know, that adrenaline was still really firing at that point. You know, those are things where, you know, now that he has some, at least a little bit more experience, you know, you hope. But look, we field the ball at the 15 there. You know, as opposed to kicking into the end zone. Right.
1: And I think uh, it ha- it, is, it hasn't buffered, so that's always fine. Right. Even so, though it's been
0: pulled up. Even now.
1: though it's been up here for the entire time we've been broadcasting. So, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, More technical but, stuff. You'd love it. Oh, it's it's perfect. I love it. It's the best best part of the show. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully that'll, that'll stop thinking and it will eventually but, play. But even, you know,
0: like you can see, that's a minimum, you know, that aspect of the game was huge, especially when you're coming down to this, where a team like central dolphin is going to make you earn every yard that you, that you're getting. Um, So we're going to back out of this. I'm going to try to tweak it and see if, and as they are, as they are, you know, kind of going through, um, you know, so if we can, if we can start at the 40 instead of the 25, well, 15 yards against central dolphin, that's a big deal. Right. You know, so as, as we're working through these things, you know, being able to start with that great field position due to the great returns and being able to pin them back when we have to kick off. Right. That's that's a huge deal. Over the course of those, you know, six or five things, if you look at if it's 15 yards each time. That's a huge difference in yardage.
1: Absolutely. So, look, I mean, look where Troy got that one out to. And then later on the drive, we the Bulldogs got down to uh, the red zone. They're uh, facing, I think, was this on third down? Um, yes. Yes. And uh, nice little pass. Troy mm-hmm. up and over, gets in. Bulldogs on the board again. Go up 14 to three. Now this is that first uh, fluky long pass here. And you're just going to see that Max Mosey, the central dolphin quarterback, is going to thread the needle to, I believe that's one of his running backs, put out ride number 34, Tim Smith. I believe mm-hmm. that's him. Look at yeah. that. He went right between Future and Hoekstra. Here, I'm going to run that back. That because was, that was that's that's, so it's close to crazy. being crazy. picked or- that's not right. That's also not right, is it? Here we go. Here we go. So just, just watch, uh just watch where he puts this. The sophomore quarterback just threads the needle. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just a little, you know, five what five yard in, something mm-hmm. like that, six, seven yards yeah. right between right between the two outside linebackers. Yeah. And, and then unfortunately there was no one no one back right, there to, the to pick it yep. up because of the alignment. So. That's just a good play. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. But uh, we got to see, as expected, the legs of Caleb Brown uh, really bailing them out when they needed it to. And we mentioned that he was a third on the team in rushing. Then we also got to see him hook up with Troy Corson. We already saw the touchdown there. We get one, and Troy's vision there in the field, knowing when to cut back because of the bad angles for the Central Dolphin defenders. And now we start to see the running game get going. And here is. One of Leonard's earlier carries, he's able to pick up. He had, I think it was five or six rushes of 10 yards or more. And here's Capitano off the edge on special right. teams again, almost but, blocking a but second
0: punt. And it's not a great punt then. Because you know, of the pressure. Right. So you block one of those early on. That that can have an effect the rest of the game. And now we're going to see um, an unfortunate
1: incident <laughs> yes. in the game in which... Uh, Let's uh let's let's watch that again. After the uh oh, after gosh. the punt attempt by uh by Central Dolphin is nearly blocked. Flip the script now and Central Dolphin has the ball again, and we're gonna see um Rams probably best overall player, two way player Nick Gementi, uh has the secondary beat, but he runs into the back judge, which yeah. I'm pretty sure probably saved a touchdown. Probably. Uh, the wow. Rams did continue to drive, They're and they kicked another nice field goal. Ball, so. And uh, at this point now, I believe it's 14-13, I think. It's hard to tell on the scoreboard. Yeah, I think but here is. we get to see another nice kickoff return by Mason Leonard, and he gets the ball out close to, if not to, all the way to the 40. And we're going to see some nice running here by Avanti. But unfortunately, he's going to get the ball stripped, and that was one of the problems that I mentioned earlier. Was uh was the fumbles, and it, it went around uh, across the board, and there were even a few that Wilson recovered. Um, <laughs> and now we're going to see the first fake punt wide open, Caleb to Adrian in the middle of the field. They definitely uh they definitely saw something when they when you, they trotted out their quarterback. Yeah. Uh, for for punting, which is just one benefit of having Caleb as your punter, you can pretty much fake whenever you want to. Right. And now again, we're seeing good running by Mason Leonard, setting this up. And this is the first play of the fourth quarter now. Right.
0: And and being able to convert on fourth down is huge, but being able to continue that down and then turn that into points is even, is even bigger. You yeah. know. Um, and that's that's the other part when you're able to effectively run. Now, all of a sudden, they start butting on the running backs, and that opens it up.
1: And that touchdown you thought was, okay, we're in good position. Just, right. like, don't let any of big plays. And then you get another big play from the Rams' best uh, best all-around player, Nick right. Cimenti.
0: However, um, big play to not give up and let him get all the way down for a touchdown. Because, right, because it
1: leads to this. Right. A quick handoff to the fullback, and... Is that Avanti that's holding him up, not I letting believe, him in? I believe so. And and you can see he eventually gets in, but they had already whistled Yo, it. Yeah, they dead. whistled it dead quick. And uh, now you're gonna see the beginnings of the nine plus minute drive. Right. Started off with Avanti. Would not go down, fighting for extra no. yardage, and they if you're said, holding
0: onto the ball, right. that's fine. The line and running backs set the tone on yeah. this drive early. Oh, on. absolutely, they, just, they were ripping off eight, nine, ten yards of. And piece. I mean, right there, Avanti got right. another, you know, like twelve getting yard hit carry, at like three or four yards, and it. and then through getting it. like five or six more. And the line keeps going, the running backs keep going. It was it was a lot of fun to watch.
1: And after they. Were successful, Avante. They gave him a bit of a like break, there. changes pace. They go to Mason. There he gets eleven, twelve yards. They come right back to him again after a losing yardage on a penalty. Right.
0: They had two guys in the backfield on the backside. That's designed, like that's how that was supposed to go. But they couldn't get him.
1: And here, and now is the fake yeah. punt that is essentially going to ice right. the game. And they, they and that one goes safe. to Avante. Like they
0: had, like they maybe they just, not safe, but they, they were
1: just a really well executed fakes. Yeah. Um, really, really well done. Really well drawn up. Uh, it, w- it was impressive. It was very well done. And
0: now and it was a great job by Avanti, too, getting that ball because he p- caught that ball still probably like nine yards short of the first down. Yep. He didn't mess around. He caught the ball, turned up field, and went right past that first down marker. Yep. Like, can't mess around. You can't, you're not trying to score a touchdown there. I mean, if you score, fantastic. But we need the first down. First down ends the game. A touchdown doesn't end the game. Touchdown means you have to get the ball back. Right. I know that's a little. Crazy, but like we've seen that multiple times. The first down was really the best option there. Absolutely. So So because it was
1: a victory and a hard-earned one, we absolutely wanted to talk to some people after the fact. We threw a few out there to grab, and then uh, one just kind of fell into our lap as uh, all the linemen had just passed us were about to pass us. So we said, hey, let's talk to you guys since... uh, Since you you guys were awesome. (laughs) As a collective unit, because it's hard to single out individuals on the offensive line. But them as a unit who were challenged after the last three years of kind of getting pushed around by this team, especially because a lot of them played last year. And
0: knowing, like, you know that this team's going to come in and try and be more physical and push you around. And they're bigger, you said. They're, you know, more highly touted, I guess. Yeah. You know, uh, they've got some – those D1 recruits and stuff. Hey, we're big and strong too. Let's, let's show them what we got. And, you know, it was –
1: Pretty evenly matched for the for the, a large part of the game. Wilson had the upper hand, but they didn't sh- exert dominance until that fourth quarter. Right, and when they got in control, they were in control. So right. it was a lot of fun, and you're going to hear the excitement in their voice, including yeah. from John Venture, who's very reserved mm-hmm. and was incredibly nervous when we I sat down with him to do the player interviews. And he kind of took the lead here at the beginning. And, yeah. But it's fun to hear from all of them talk about it. So, yeah.
0: well, and they should be fired up. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was an amazing performance.
1: Amazing performance, key. And uh, well, let's listen to what the five of them have to say. So, we got uh, Salpa Gleesy, John Ventura, Adam Venino, Anthony Coper, and Nate Keller. All right, so joining me now, you might remember them from our first interview episode on the Bulldog Hours, the entire starting offensive line for the Wilson Bulldogs, all seniors, and a huge part of the reason that Wilson got the win tonight. Guys, congratulations, beating Central Dolphin, opening the season with the win. Um, you know, all you were able to do was uh, run for 183 yards against Central Dolphin. You know, what did it feel like to get in there and get the game going, especially in the second half, get those rushing uh, yardage when you needed it?
2: It was amazing.
1: We, we knew it was gonna, gonna be see in, the yeah, we, in the trenches. Yeah, we knew
0: we knew there were gonna be a challenge, so we just had to like put our minds into the game all time, like we never lost focus. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. a few big guys up front so we knew we had to get the job done up there, get yeah. a few good drive blocks in there.
1: Yeah. Never give up, and in the end, uh, man, you've opened the holes for everyone. We saw big runs from Avanti, from Mason, Jaden, a couple carries in there.
0: Uh, Great team effort, and
1: then your quarterback, who we'll talk to momentarily, also picking up the slack. Uh, What does it feel like to go out there on fourth down, when there could be a punting situation, but you know that there's also a chance you guys are going to go for it. A little bit different than what we've seen the last few years.
2: We got got so many running backs back there. We know if we open a little hole, they're gone. Uh We know we got that. We just got to open that hole. We trust our running backs all the
1: time. Right Now, I know a few of you playing both ways. Defense, you know, guys played amazing tonight. Just, you know, a couple big plays, you take that away, and you completely shut down a central Dolphin offense. That has been a bit of a problem the last few years. Uh, What was it like in the trenches on that side of the ball? Pretty
2: nasty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was nasty, but amazing. I mean, but
0: stand your ground.
2: ground we put that January work in all ground. summer for this so yeah. it was just it's, uh, it's, it's great to be uh, so able to come about, out here and show all the uh, things we did this summer especially this team whooped our butt past uh, well Keller and four years John three years he's been here and us too so it was great to come out and just drop the ball down the what yeah. I was thinking about was the other day the sophomores now the last time we beat Central Dalton, they would have been in fifth grade yep. so think about that so back in 2014 it's yeah.
1: too long for this program well, it yeah. a chippy game but it's a team that you could see again come playoff time and I think you would welcome the rematch. So thank you guys for joining us and good luck next thank week you. against thank Mifflin. You. All right,
0: thank you. Thank
1: you. All right. So yeah, definitely uh definitely excited to talk about their yeah. uh performance, which uh, it was a great performance there uh at clutch time, you know.
0: Yeah they they came I mean, through. And and that's the crazy thing, like you get the ball at the inside the one, your own one, with nine minutes left. And, you know, a lot of teams are just thinking, like, let's just get out. If we can run half the time off and punt it. You try, know to think, it to like, <laughs> try to get it to midfield. Try to get it to midfield, and then we'll just see how it goes. If we can run this under four minutes or under five minutes, we'll punt. That'll be fantastic. And they just did the job, and they took it, and we didn't have to give the ball back. Now, there was the fourth down play at the end to, to make that, but you're set up in that situation, and that's – because you were able to just impose your will from for the first 70 yards. I almost made it a whole show without knocking something over. Almost. But, yeah, almost.
1: <laughs> so next up, we're going to talk to the guy who kicked the season off uh, in spectacular fashion with the first touchdown of Wilson's 75th season. Here's what Ethan Capitano had to say to us after the Wilson victory over Central Dolphin on Friday night. All right, now we're back with our second interview tonight, and it is with junior defensive end Ethan Capitano. You're here tonight, well, just because you got the scoring started for the Bulldogs this year on Central Dolphins' first offensive possession. They go to punt. You block it. You scoop it. You score. Just take us through the play.
2: What did you see? It was kind of frantic at the beginning, like, oh, who's in? Caution. Calling different plays, and they let us in, and I just saw that gap open. And I just went for it. I saw him. I was close enough, and he went to kicking, and I just jumped up in the air and blocked it. i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna step out here so that we can get you on on the microphone so is this something that you were practicing religiously? Were they telling you you could let loose and go after the ball?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I'm just that crazy d n who rushes the passer and makes mischief in the background
1: and you like that role, right. Oh, yeah
2: yeah nothing wrong with that
1: now there was another one down here a little bit later that we thought you got pretty close to how close were you getting a second I was one pretty
2: close to that i just need to, i was joking we need to practice more on diving okay diving yeah, yeah okay. diving more now, and who will work with you on that uh hopefully the defensive end coaches but i think that's more of a special team i was gonna say yeah, it's yeah. a special team yeah, area yeah. and who's
1: your special teams coach
2: uh, coach doms coach doms yep. all right
1: <laughs> Well, congratulations on your uh, special teams touchdown and a great way to start the season, and good luck next week against Mifflin. Thank you very much. All right, so, uh, yeah, Coach Doms getting getting dirty yeah. doing the uh, special teams jobs, which is great, but what a, what a performance from that unit. I mean, we talked about it already, yeah. what they were able to
0: do. I They've got to be happy. Yeah, and, and uh, Ethan, Ethan has... Um, he has quite the speed there for for a defensive end. I know defensive yeah. ends are fast, but I, I what he, he took second last year, right? At counties in the hundred, I think. I yeah, well, think he maybe to Elijah. He beat no, he beat Elijah in one <laughs> of the. I mean, I don't know what I thought meet that it was one of the meets they had early in the okay, season. Okay, okay, was our, it okay? Right? I think Elijah won the county title, and I think Ethan was second. I think I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Have that speed coming off the edge. In, the fact <laughs> that he's in the conversation, and then you know. He, it's not like he was super wide on the punts, but man, you, you leave that unblocked, right? He flew through there. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the so, first one, like it felt like he could have run past that if if he wanted to, you know, or if he wasn't careful, like he could have run past it because uh, mm-hmm. he was back there so right. fast.
1: But. Right, right, right. So all right, we have one more interview to get to. Again, none of these are very long, but we want to make sure we grab a few players to talk to after the game. Since it was a, uh, you know, such a fun way to kick off the season and who better to talk to than the newly minted starting quarterback, Caleb Brown. So here's what Caleb had to say with, say to us after we caught up with him after the game. All right. Our final interview of the night is with Wilson starting quarterback, junior Caleb Brown,
2: Caleb, just take us through what were you feeling before the game started being able to start the game at quarterback before the game? I was anxious. Just wanted one of the first snap to happen. First two drives, it was a little shaky. Had the ball, ugh, the one fumble. Um, what else? We got stuffed short on fourth and one. But after that, I just relaxed. I believed in myself, and then just didn't look back, and then final the outcome, we won.
1: Hey, that's all that matters, right? Yeah.
2: Getting that W. You guys really came out
1: in the second half, started to calm down. Things slowed down a little. Once the fourth quarter got here, Everyone buckled up. Defense had the great stop, and then you orchestrated the drive from the one all the way down the field. Uh, you know, great RPO play calls, great handoffs to Avanti and Mason. And what was it like to
2: have that running game clicking on that final drive? I think it's huge to have running backs like Avanti and Mason because it changes the pace of the game. Because like Avanti is the power runner, Mason. He's the speed guy, but at the same time, Mason is stronger than people think. So like, he could break tackles, and he could slip through the small gaps.
1: Now, on your... Uh, Two fourth down conversions were they called fake punts or are they just a play call? Oh, uh, he throws up a number,
2: okay, and then whatever he throws up is what we run, okay. Now, is, is punting an option or is it always a play? If it's a bad snap, then punts you an know option, what to do, yeah, okay.
1: And uh, the first one you hit Adrian Santana, next one was to Avanti, and uh, I mean, they looked from our vantage point to be wide open. Was is that just something you run in practice all
2: the time? Um, on the well, on the first one, I saw the middle of the field was wide open, so I knew Adrian would be open, so I hit him. And then on the second one down here, I saw they had people lined up in the middle, so I knew Avanti would be open outside. What was it like to get that uh, rushing touchdown? That was huge because a lot of people wanted me to get a passing and rushing touchdown, and uh, it was just huge. So I was excited. Well, you got it, you yeah. got one the course
1: in, you took one in yourself. Yeah help Wilson win tonight, 21 to 13 over central dolphin first victory against the Rams since 2014. And, uh, what a way to start the season. Yeah. So best of luck next week to, uh, to you and the guys when you, uh, travel to Shillington to play Mifflin. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. So got three interviews in glad we were able to talk to those guys. We'll have to grab a coach, uh, after the next, uh, victory. And, uh, you know, but what a way to start the season. So, uh, final thoughts on the, uh, win over central's often.
0: Um, yeah, it was, it was a great all around effort, you know, um, kind of like we talked about after the parkland, uh, scrimmage, there were, there were lots of positives. There are certainly things to clean up and to improve on, which you would expect after week one. Um, so it's one of those where it, it's a great win and it's an important win and it gets them off on, on the right foot and everything like that. But that's behind us now. Um, you know, I hope they enjoyed it yesterday into today. I'm, I'm sure they met for film this evening. And, uh, you know, I, I hope they're ready to go and, and get back to work tomorrow, which is kind of leading into where we go next. But, you know, I, I like what I saw. Hopefully they can build on that as we move forward.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, what do you think? Where, where should we go with our Bulldog Hour Player of the game for week one?
0: You were kidding. I thought no, you had I'm picked absolutely already. no.
1: I had not picked. I don't even have the image so ready. I'm gonna have to do the guess. image afterwards. No, there, this is this is this is us right here, just just uh figuring it out because I mean, there's a lot of splashy plays, but I don't want to award it to someone for just the single play that stands out because obviously Capitano's play was ginormous. Yeah, <laughs> that, no, is no, big, that is a big that is a big play, in a
0: single play that that's there.
1: Um, but overall, all around. Who who was who was the guy that um, was most you know most impressive? I, you know we we call it just player of the game because it, it, it's value sometimes is defined differently. So um, you know who was who was the the one that that, that stood out? I think top to bottom. Uh,
0: I I have two. I have two. As um,
1: well. well, so one is a single person, the second is a group.
0: That's exactly what
1: I have. It's going to be the same too. Okay, well, the group obviously is the offensive line. I think we may have given it out to a positional group possibly twice. I know we did it once against Manheim Township, at Manheim Township, I think back in 2015 we gave it to, I think it was the offensive line then. So I definitely think that's on the table for this week is the offensive line. My individual player, I don't know, maybe we won't line up, but talking about statistics and contributions offensively and defensively and – Especially being able to come back into the game after an injury, right. I would say Troy Corson is someone that I
0: yeah, feel that, could that be individually. Uh, so that doesn't uh, help play. narrow it down at all. No, it, it doesn't help narrow it down at all. Too.
1: So, um, and my dad actually just texted me said, "How about the defensive line?" I thought about that too. <laughs> yeah, <I thought> about <laughs> yeah. That yeah too. We we focused a lot of on um, the five on the offensive line, but I mean we kind of touched on it with how they were able to limit the yeah. central's and running game to a very low yardage output.
0: Um, to be honest, if I have to pick one and it's not that it's not to discredit the other one, but if I have to pick one, I'm probably going offensive line in this one. Just because for me, the, that nine minute drive at the end, when you want it, like that, that's what you want. You want to not give the ball back. And they did everything they had to do at that point along with playing well, the rest of the game, like they played really well the rest of the game or, you know, before that, and then that nine-minute drive at the end, like that's one of those things where, like, I hope that that's you know the launching point for bigger and better things yeah. as the season goes on. But like, dominate—that's still one of those moments where we could be looking, and that that's huge. That nine-minute drive. It, there are other big plays, you know. We talked about those and and other big things, but that kind of pushes it to the line to me. Nine-minute drives are rare. They're very nine rare. Nine-minute drives are school. very <laughs> rare in high school football and 9 minute drives to kill the clock to win in a one possession game are even more rare. So well, that just kind of why don't we
1: why don't we do this? Why don't we leave it up to the people watching? Leave oh, it leave it in the comments. I like that. Defect now we're we're, gonna, we're, we're, gonna, that. we're going to we're going to we're going to narrow it down to offensive line, defensive line or Troy okay. because I think those are the three that are on the table. All right. Um that that's where we're going to go. So those are the rules. You have three choices. You can go with one of the two trench units, the offensive line or the defensive line, or you can give it to Troy Corson. So let us know in the comments. And uh, once, uh, you know, Justin, and I talk about it and we see what people think we will announce on our social sites, who is the bulldog hour player of the game for the week one win over central dolphin. But let's focus now more on next week. Game two, Wilson's traveling to a familiar place, Shillington, where the Bulldogs didn't have luck two years ago, falling in the opening game of the season at that point for us. Well, yeah, yeah, true for us, uh, in 2017, uh, they got down early, big fought back, thought we were going to pull it off. Weren't able to do so, but, um, that showed kind of the resilience that that 2017,
0: yeah,
1: 2017 team had. And, uh, You know, hopefully better luck this time. Go back to uh, when we played there in 2015 and 2013, uh, both victories for Wilson and Mifflin. You know, they're expected to be, you know, kind of what they've been for the last, you know, what, 13, 14 years. You know, decade plus, they've been the best team not named Wilson and Burks, the best Burks League team. They are, I believe, since two thousand. Let's see, 2011 or so. last eight seasons, according to Mike Dragos' article. Fifty and two in Burke's section play. That's they've crazy. they've won, you know, I think nine yeah, you know, of the last some, eleven titles.
0: Right. And there were some really good Exeter teams in there. Yeah, Wiser was good last year. Yep. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy.
1: They, uh, you know, and they're returning their starting quarterback and their their main their main running back. Uh, you know, Nick Singleton, Colby uh, right. Reeser, at quarterback. Yeah, so they they are expected to be very good once again this year under head coach Jeff Lang. They did they did start the season with a loss. They hosted Cedar Cliff, yeah. uh, and fell to uh, to the Colts.
0: So you know you know they're going to be fired up. So now they're <laughs> going to be mad. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: uh, the last year Governor Not Mifflin that you need extra
0: for Wilson Mifflin,
1: <laughs> right? Like that, but last year Mifflin finished seven and five, but they went five and one in the league, only losing the Conrad Weiser, who won the the uh, the, the Burke Section one, and they. Uh, you know, you know Singleton gets all the, the the pub because he's the big guy. He's you know the Division One running back. He's only a sophomore this okay. year, and uh, he's just going to keep getting better. They are playing him on defense this year as well in the secondary at safety. Uh, and according to um, Drago's preview article, some of their other offensive players to watch are split back Eric Veal, split back Brandon Strasser, um, back Jaden Quills, tight end Cameron Stewart center Gian Diaz, tackle Dominic Shady, and tackle Steven Van Pelt. You're also going to see a few of those names on the defensive side of the ball, but adding to that would be N. Devontae Phillip, second team all-league linebacker who we already mentioned, Brandon Strausser, Cameron Stewart again, and Eric Veal will be playing safety. But, you know, what else does there really say about Mifflin? Just because they had a coach change a few years ago, Nothing's really that different. They're still the no. same Mifflin team. They're still Wilson's main rival. It's always a, a heated contest, a great game. Wilson honestly has dominated the series for quite some times. There's a few years that Mifflin gets their uh, gets their W. You know, we just mentioned 2017. It happened then, um, and that was the first time since 2011. Uh, and and everyone remembers what happened in 2006 when they when they beat us twice, including in the district playoffs. But by and large, over the last you know, 30 years um, when, it, when it was played, because there were a few years that it didn't happen, Wilson has con- controlled uh, this meeting. But it, it's it's really one of those cl- sports cliches where when these two teams get together, all bets are off.
0: Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, you know, you look at it. Uh, Wilson was able to do really well in stopping Central Dolphins' run game. Um, well, you better be ready, because Mifflin's going to be able to run the ball. Um Or going to want to run the ball, you know, so we, we need that. So like, that's what we were referring to it, especially as we were wrapping up the central dolphin talk, like we saw a lot of great things and a lot of things that I was excited to see and some development, even from a week before when we saw the, uh, when we saw the, um, the scrimmage. But as we move forward, like, that's great, but that that's done now, you know, it, it's time to kind of move on to the next thing. And that next thing is getting ready for Mifflin. It's going to be a different look from the offense, um, you know, and like, like you mentioned, they have some of the athletes at different places where you, you, Nick Singleton, you obviously need to pay, give him his, uh, the due attention, you know, and make sure that you are ready for him because otherwise he he's good enough. He's going to make you pay. Yep. Um, but you can't, Singly focus on him every time, or other guys are going to burn you. Right. You know, and and that's Strauss that's you, Stewart, right? The old, those like, are the and guys. that's what that's the beauty of that system is not that to mention research. If you were not <laughs> you know? if you were not disciplined, and you are too focused on one man, you, someone else is going to burn you, and and that's where you got to make sure you do the film study you do your job we we talked about this a lot this week with some other things not our, not Wilson High School football but with some other things where like it's great if you think you can make the play but you need to do your job like yep. if this is your role on this play do that and expect everyone else to do their job and then the defense as a whole will make the play um but you can't just run around and and try and like freestyle you know against a disciplined offense like Mifflin's going to run you need to make sure that you are filling your role on defense and we saw a lot of that in the central against central dolphin we're going to need to see even more of it against mifflin
1: whenever you return your starting quarterback and and you know big time running back a lot of good things are going to happen especially in an offense that features the quarterback, the quarterback and, and running the running back. back doing doing most of the job on the ground the the issue that mifflin has had at least on paper, this year was replacing a bunch of linemen. Right. They 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 lost a lot in the trenches. Now have a game experience, right? And they lost their speedsters outside. So they have the skills in the backfield. It's can they put it together in the trenches and then find that deep threat on the outside that's going to keep teams honest. Right.
0: More power to them if they can put it together in week three. That would be that's fantastic. fine
1: with me. Always that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know we're big, you know Burke proponents. Once we get to the playoffs, we want Burke's teams to do well. Yeah, honestly. um it? After ne- after on Saturday, Starting really, on Saturday. yeah, really. Saturday, <laughs> Burke's games teams and win as much as they want. <laughs> yeah, I really, really has no impact on us as long as uh, as long as Wilson wins Friday night. Yeah, honestly,
0: it does nothing but help us if yes, we win a yes. lot of games after this. Please weekend.
1: keep winning. <laughs> yes, I say the same thing about Central <laughs> Dolphin from here on out. Right. Keep winning. Win that mid pen. That looks great <laughs> for us. Yeah. So yeah, but I think you know I think you know we just I just mentioned sports cliche and I'll go right back to it. And we already talked about this earlier because of the game against Central Dolphin. This game could hinge on who wins the trench. Yeah. And the Wilson line is flying high right now. They have to match that. They cannot yeah. take a break. Like they can... have to give it their best effort right. every single game and every single play for that matter because it hinges on that. Yep. And you can start to really gain steam if you can put a second game
0: to match your first. Right. When you start, when you start building and not just getting individual pieces, you know, like, and that's, um, I feel like that's kind of where, where we've been the last few years is we were getting lots of individual pieces. Like we'd see flashes of great teams. The last few years we saw flashes of great teams, but it would be something here or there that just prevented it from getting over that hump. And, I feel like Monday, or not Monday, last Friday, we saw a lot of of great flashes. We saw a lot of good pieces. Um, and they went together and they performed and, and were able to pull out a, a great win. But now let, let's get beyond games. So let's, let's look at this next game and start to get pieces together for a season. You, know, yeah. you, you beat Central Dolphin. Let's follow that up with another good performance against Mifflin because it's going to take a good performance because they're a good team. Yes, they lost their week one. I don't really know a whole lot about Cedar Cliff, but they're usually a solid. They, team, they won their and,
1: section of the conference right, last so year. Th- they were picked no to finish second in the conference this year. They had a great returning running back. You know, they they beat up the Mustangs last year, and we were all like, "Wow, 30, yeah, like so, they got housed 30 right. to nothing." Mifflin performed better this year, right? So uh, you know, but again, is it one of those? Is Cedar Clef worse and Mifflin's better? Like it, you know, we could go on and on. With right. uh, with comparing teams and years and and errors like things like that, right. so, so we're not going to gonna focus on We have to just that. worry
0: about the things that that we can do, and that is to try and build off of last week. Don't don't even mm. try and go out and be just as good as last week. Try and build off of last week and be better than that this week. And if we do that, then I'm I'm confident that one we'll be fine, and two if we aren't, there's nothing more you could have done. <laughs> like yeah. if you do your best and it's not good enough, there's nothing else you could have done. Right? right, it's when you don't do your best that you're left wondering, ah, oh, man, like I wish I wish it would have gone this way, I wish it would have gone that way." Like so uh, that's where we come to this point where uh, let's build off it. We were able to build from the scrimmage into week 1. Let's build from week 1 into week 2 because then you start getting into something. Then you start getting into like start to see where some of this potential may be. Absolutely.
1: So, we didn't do it at the top of the show, so we're going to run through it really quickly here. Just uh, the housekeeping stuff we always do. I do want to say thank you to our show sponsors again, May Sandwich Shop, and uh, I. Had, right after we had broadcasted last week, I was notified that we had our second ado- anonymous right. donor for the year. So thank we appreciate you. them getting back on board. Wish we could, uh, you know, say who it is, but we'll respect their wishes yeah. and uh, and keep it private. But we do appreciate everyone that helps us uh, get this show off the ground and they uh, have been a supporter for a long time so we thank uh, both anonymous donors, especially the one that that, that decided to uh, to re-up for the year. So thank you very much. we appreciate it. Our next live show well next Sunday, September 1st, next Sunday, September 1st and we will do the exact same thing we did tonight. We will recap the game against Mifflin and we will preview game three which will be at Springford and uh, that game unless something crazy happens, at Springfield will be my one hundredth game to hey, photograph. There go. There so go. right there, I, I get my own little century club. There, a hundredth <laughs> game photographed. Uh, so that I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, you know, before the uh, the game, it was on the board and it was mentioned by Wayne Sear. And uh, we took a moment of silence prior to the game against Central Dolphin uh, in memory of Greg Barnett, who. Passed away in May. uh, You know, assistant coach of the team. He would have been fired up about that line play. Oh yeah, he would have been. Yeah. Well, I I heard (laughs) multiple players just reference how it wasn't the same on the sidelines with him not being there. Like he, he, they they went through all the Gregisms that they had. They weren't able to hear. You know, and just you know, they were just kind of reminiscing and you know, and missing him. So, so. uh, it was a great uh, tribute to uh, to to uh, Greg. And, um, yeah, we miss him, and uh, well, this, this season's for him. So a uh, quick reminder of the rest of the schedule, you know, with the, uh, the first third of that almost done. Yeah. <laughs> so after the Mifflin game we'll this coming Friday, first that first column is over wow. with. You know, Heat Week gone, Camp gone, Scrimmage gone, Central Dolphin victory, Governor Mifflin this is the big one. Let's get a clean first column. That clean? would, that would that be nice. W- it would be excellent because the Parkland Scrimmage was great. Obviously, the Central Dolphin game was wonderful. Let's make Governor Mifflin. It's, let's go three for three there. Oh, my gosh. And uh, then you got the meet of that schedule there in the middle. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say. September, September 13th and September 27th, and then October 11th, those home games. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Got a lot of good football happening at Gurski this year. So, yeah. And uh, don't forget, last thing, obviously, just want to remind you about the 75th season events. Friday, October 11th against Warwick is the title team reunion event at Gursky stadium. We're recognizing the 69, 79, 89, 99, and 09 championship teams. And then the next day, again, at Gursky, six o'clock kickoff for the alumni flag football game. And then uh, any past football personnel are invited uh, to an evening reception tickets for both of those events, the game and the reception will be going on sale uh, in the next week or two. So stay tuned to, all of the social sites for information on that but I think that's about it Justin you got anything else to to add before we go
0: no it's just uh we mentioned it before it's a lot of fun when uh things go well on Friday night and we get to do interviews so yeah um,
1: keep that up <laughs> it's first time in a few years we got to start I'll, I'll the season start with one yeah start the show
0: it, uh yeah but from from a serious point it, it was an awesome win and they they should be proud of their yep. performance that's a heck of a win on Friday night and uh but you know what? It, Mifflin is a different game altogether, and uh, time. I'm hoping that they are able to kind of, you know, use use the Central Dolphin as a launching point and not just you know settle for. Oh, we did great. No, let's let's build off that. That that'll be even more fun.
1: Yeah. Well, we used to, you know the coaches say celebrate Friday and Saturday, Sunday. There's time for some reflection, and then we'll say as soon as the Bulldog Hour ends, it's the next week. So yeah, you right. know what? Right now. It's Mifflin week. All right. It's Mifflin week. So, all right. We thank everyone for tuning in. We'll be back a week from now, hopefully talking once again about a Wilson victory. So for Justin Raffa and the entire Wilson football program, I'm Joe Mays. And remember, go Go
0: Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.